like it's the toughest trophy to win. I, obviously, like Champions League, but we're not going to count that because no one's won that. But because it's yeah, like a I full season, very, very tough. What? So it's Stanley, Stanley. <laughs> Never mind. Go on. Come on, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. Uh, I'm up here in Philly, and it is episode 76. 76. Imagine that. Uh, we're going to cover, we've got two games, two big games, Toronto, Chicago, um, all the big stuff, of course. Supporters Shield, is it ours yet? And then we'll talk about some postseason awards and preview that big battle against Columbus on Sunday on ABC. So before we get into that, though, we do want to give a shout out and um, condolences to another um, podcaster, Daryl Grove from Total Soccer Show. He, uh, If you are a podcast fan, you know the Total Soccer Show, one of the best podcasts for soccer fans anywhere um, in in America and the world. And unfortunately, Daryl Grove passed uh, this past week um, due to um, cancer. He was always able to bring a smile to your face and start a podcast with a happy hello and welcome. Um, and so that kind of hit. And so just wanted to keep him and his family in our thoughts. Also kind of local. He's in Richmond, not too far away. Heard he was quite the player as well as a podcaster. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure almost any soccer podcast anyone's listening to this in the, recently have have started this way. But we, yeah, we're obviously big fans of Total Soccer Show and, and Daryl. And even though we never got to meet him, we, you know, he's we feel like he gets to know him through the podcast and and just all the the outpouring of of since his passing. It just were just everything was so positive about him, and so that's really cool to see. Uh, the other soccer community kind of speak out on, about him and how, how great of a person he was. And we obviously are, you know, influenced by the show and him and, and obviously Taylor as well, like just how they were handled their show and the, the kind of the people they were like, you know, just generally good people talking about soccer. And that's kind of what we inspired to be. And, and we took a lot of, you know, notes from them, even like blatantly stole segments from them. Like, you know, one of Daryl's um, favorite segments was like, you know, doing stuff with TV shows and, and stuff that he liked. And we've done plenty of office-based references and segments. So, you know, obviously a lot of credits to him and, and Togo Soccer Show. So it's, it's you know, a sad, sad time in, in the soccer community. But, you know, yeah. So, yeah, just like you said, keep his in, in our, keep him in our thoughts and everyone involved oh yeah so let's get into the positive so now we get to talk about two union wins six points and getting us just a little bit closer that supporter shield toronto over the weekend had that big 5-0 i was dreaming man that was that was unreal now you were there so you were you were probably really dreaming um but watching it on tv that was that was 
just strange, man. That's not not a game that we expected to watch. Um, so let's let's start with the, the the big, the macro. Was this the best performance possibly ever as a union team? I, I mean, I think so. Like it was. I mean, obviously we hyped it up so much before, like possibly the biggest game ever going into it just because of the you know circumstances of being so close to potentially being first place in the shield and you know first in the eastern conference and what that meant and being you know a one versus a two and this this close to the end of the season so like with all that in mind like it and then this kind of performance like holy crap like how could this i mean there how could you not call this the best performance ever like Obviously, we've had big wins and stuff, but the with these circumstances and just the the way they did it was, I mean, it was unreal. And I I I can't think of an of a way to argue against it that this was the best performance ever. You might, I feel like you might try just because that's all you like to do, but I don't think you can. <laughs> Yo, man, take that stick out. Um. Yeah, so I, I agree. This was probably the best performance I've seen a union team put up, the way they did it. Uh, I know I know they probably appreciate listening to the podcast and me kind of taking some of that pressure off of them last week, saying, like, um, just relax about this game. Okay, everyone, let, let's chill. Let's chill. Supporter Shield is what it is. Um, so that, that really set the mood, I think. And then they came out and uh, were relaxed. And they... The way they beat them, just the way they did it with the ball hawking and just they look so much faster than Toronto. You could tell that this was a team that um, wanted this game so much more than uh, Toronto did. And and hopefully that's a sign of things to come as we progress into the most important part of the season, which is the playoffs. Um, of course, we're, we're already clinched there. And hopefully we can just keep putting together performances like that when it really matters. Um, now, where would you put this? So... That was the best performance. I've never seen a union team play so well. And not only did they play so well, but they did it against um, one of the other top teams in the league. Of course, I mean, you're not going to say Toronto was playing at full strength. They obviously played a poor game. Um, Michael Bradley, goodness, he looked old. He he, yeah, uh, he looked old. He, and he kept McKenzie on side on his goal because he was just ball watching. Um Aronson fooled him with the dummy on that goal. Yeah, so – and this is the same Bradley who kind of beat us up last year. So it's right. it's like really they they had an off game. Um, but, man, the union really, really took it to them. Do you put this as the biggest regular season win in union history? I mean, I think so, yeah. Like obviously like the way I talked about it being the best performance ever because of all these circumstances, like that has to be. Like we're – so close like and we'll get into it like we're so close to this supporter shield and like without that win and like that kind of that kind of win like i I mean i think that kind of like chart like sets up the team with the the amount of confidence that they need to like finish up the season and actually you know get the job done so i i think it has to be too like i don't think there's another argument for that as well um yeah i guess the only arguments that you could make was uh maybe their first game ever or um, the other thing game that sticks out to me as a big regular season win was last year's Atlanta game. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why I, 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 I go back to that one is because it felt like one of the first times that a union team 
went and beat up on one of the top teams in the league. Right. I felt like, um, and really, really, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously they've beaten other good teams before. Uh, it's not like the first time they've ever beaten a top-notch team, but I felt like that Atlanta game was one where we really announced ourselves like, yeah, we're not, we're not a mid-level team now. We're, we're a top team. We can beat up on you guys. And um, I'm not saying that was bigger than this Toronto. I think the Toronto game was bigger and, uh, and all, but I think those two games I mentioned were just kind of two that were also up there as big regular season wins. Um, so breaking it down a little bit, uh, gosh, it was just great all over Martinez back. I, I think he is just obvious. Obviously he's going to be away from the team for a little while, but he is just another level of, um, energy coming in. It, it's a different team with him out there. It's so much better the way everyone moves towards the ball, attacks the ball, especially in that, um, center of the pitch. Uh, it, it sets a tone. Um, I, and we'll talk about MVP stuff later, but I, I think he might be our most valuable player because I, I truly feel that when he's on the team, on the field, it's a, it's a totally different team than, um, when he's off the field. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And I think what, like what, like what, what made him so impactful in this game was with, I mean, Pozuelo was still out there, and I know like a lot of the, their other supporting class, especially in the attack, weren't weren't, weren't able to play because of injuries and stuff. But him, his ability plus McKenzie and Gladys as well, but like their ability to just cut off Pozuelo completely in the center of the field and, and not and basically make him invisible invisible in this game was so impressive because that guy's like arguably gonna like seems like he's gonna be the front runner for the league MVP. And being able to like neutralize him so much after Martinez being away for so long and being able to jump right in and play this, have that kind of performance was was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, like he had been gone, came back, and it's like it felt like he was faster than he was when he left. Yeah, and and weirdly, like that's what I felt like with Brendan and Mark when they came in from a national team camp to start the season. They just seemed faster than everyone. It's like these national team camps really get players uh, thinking and moving faster. So um, I don't know if there's anything there, but it seems like there's something there. Uh, goal scoring Santos with the old hat trick. Um, I mean, I mean, it's great. To, uh, he's what got like five in the last few games. Um, but to have a striker scoring a hat trick at this point in the season is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's good to have, that because of like obviously with Casper's not being as informed, but having a, a striker getting hot at this point in the season is huge because like that could be like the the decider in a, in a lot of like crucial games like end of the season into playoffs like a hot striker could win it for you and having hopefully Santos can continue that form and maybe we didn't say as much in Chicago and we'll talk about that but his. Uh, Getting a lot of goals for a striker is 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 great, especially this time of year. No matter, I mean, a lot of them like the first goal is pretty exciting, and then the build up to the, the last goal is great. So, the, but they weren't like super, you know, all on him, like him making a crazy play. Right, yeah. But like you know, like maybe Montero's goal would be more like that with his a long shot. But just yeah. getting Santos in front of goal and getting in the positions to like create a bunch of goals, and that's that's it's pretty crucial for this time of year. 
Yeah, that that first goal, I love that, that goal, man. Um, what beautiful, beautiful attack and Wagner. He is good goodness. I'm, you know, I say Martinez might be my MVP for the year, but Wagner is phenomenal as well. Uh, I would be nervous about losing him in the offseason because he just looks looks another level. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Casper uh, on the Brotherly Game community ratings poll he was the only one in the starting 11 who scored below a a four and and in the comments matt kind of said that um he was all over the place there are some twos through five so he kind of had some seriously mixed reviews i personally rated him kind of low people are like he's got he had three assists in the game um and i understand that uh i mean one of the assists was um the header to mckenzie how I okay, so that's that's a that's a good assist, but I mean Glessness was also there. He could have done the same thing. Um Casper just called him off. Uh but it's a smart play. And then the Montero goal, you can't say that Aronson's dummy wasn't a big part of that. Um and then I forget the third one, but it must have been a secondary assist. But so yeah. I just I think people are looking at him low in that game because of the opportunities that he didn't take. Um, and so that's what we're saying. Like, hopefully at least one of these guys can stay hot. And thank goodness Santos is able to pull off a hat trick because, um, yeah, Casper's finishing boots just just didn't seem to be there. And just to jump into the Chicago game real quick with his PK, I kind of felt like the way he took it, was the way a striker who's not exactly on fire would try to take it. Like he didn't put it side netting. He didn't really do anything. Like that was a pretty safe PK and then smart for him. Um, but it was kind of evident that he he just needed to make sure he put the ball on frame and that's all he wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so, but back to the Toronto game. I mean, he got three assists. Like that's pretty huge. That's not. Uh, I, I you can I, I don't want to discredit those big assists too much. Like that's pretty big, and his I feel like a lot of his role in this game was to flare out wide, and like that I feel like that, that it's been mentioned in, in other places, but he he would flare out wide, and that created so much space for other guys to get into midfield. So I think it was by design he wasn't getting all the you know as as much chances as as like Santos in this game, but he was still able to influence the game and and set up goals. So yeah, I, yeah, I think I there's mean, a lot like. He should, he should have had three goals in the game. I mean, every you could say that about everyone though. Like, like there are so many changes for everyone in this game. Like, it, it was you didn't just hand it to him, but I don't no, know. Like, not, still, no, 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 no. You're not going to tell me that everyone had three opportunities inside the box to score. No, but our our, our star striker, our our big time, our leading goal scorer striker has three opportunities in the box. He should at least score one. Like that's just, that's what I'm saying. That's what's sticking out to people as saying like he's not in form, and I'm I, I can agree that he's not in the highest goal scoring form. I'm not saying he didn't influence the game. I'm just saying as a, a as a striker who um, is a, our leading goal scorer, you want him taking those chances in the box and making sure he scores. Sure. I mean he's he was behind the defense, open header, and put it wide. He didn't even put it on goal. Okay. Yeah. So the ball held on feet. He kind of like tripped over it, and then it rolled over, and Santos came in and blasted it over. Yeah, I mean, it's just like no, I get okay. that, but like he's still, he's still like doing stuff. Like he's not like just 
you know, Vooten just kind of like just lays in space up there. He's still influencing the game and he's still like on the balls, setting up, like getting great passes. Like the other assist was to Aronson to like get the run in. And then he he got it off to Sanders and like, it was a secondary assist, but it was like, it set up the whole thing. It was a great play. And it was like basically like a, a blind pass. So I don't know. I, I, I know I get like, you want the striker to score, but if the other striker is getting three goals or getting five goals a game and he's, still influence the game like there's he still had a good game in my opinion like I don't think he can really say much against, against that I mean I can and I did yeah okay sure right. but so, Mark McKenzie is scoring a lot more goals um <laughs> than Casper right now he's got twice as many goals in the past three games as Casper has but um Luke doesn't want to hear that um it's just cool to see McKenzie scoring he's also better at celebrating yeah, uh, but, yeah, they did a nice little celebration, and I feel like, I think it was on extra time. They like were kind of getting him for his first goal. Like it was such a big goal in his first of his career, and he didn't really do much. He just kind of like yelled, and then like he was talking like, "Oh no, no, I, I got a plan. Like I, I have something figured out for the next time." And, and he did a little celebration, got the other players and some homegrowns involved. So at least he, I, I'm glad he got that moment. And hey, we we scored off a corner. That's that's another rarity for yeah. us. So yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that was the one where Bradley just was kind of ball watching, and then Martin or Mackenzie's just sitting there behind the defense, and like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll touch this with my head. Yeah. Um, the best goal of the night has to be Montero's long range uh shot to the upper ninety. I gotta say, I I don't like when Mark uh, Montero shoots, but I'll allow it this time. I feel like most of the time his shots look like my shots, and this one this one looked good, man. This was a nice hit. Uh. Can't, can't, I can't deny it. I'll yeah. try it, but I can't. No, that was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I feel like it, like, it, I feel like we both had this memory of his first, like, ever shot for the Union. He, like, yeah. ripped it from 35 yards out. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's got a cannon. And uh, we didn't really see it much since then. But this, yeah, this is a great shot. And it was, I love seeing those, those kind of goals where it's, like, just, like, right on the corner and it goes in without, like, touch the net yet. Like, that kind of goal, it's kind of, it's, like, just looks cool. My friend growing up, Taylor, he always said the best goals are the ones that almost don't go in. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the, and that's to this day the smartest thing he's ever said. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Montero's kind of uh, coming into form. I feel like he's starting to play better. Yeah, uh, sure. I think we, we kind of gave him some uh, pressure a couple, couple weeks ago, a couple podcasts ago, and um asked him to step up to the challenge and being the loyal listener that he is. Um, he, I think he stepped up and, and uh, I texted him that this morning. I said, Hey, Hey, Miro, Jamiro, I know you didn't play. I know you didn't play against Chicago actually. So, uh, but the Toronto game. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, that joke. Oh boy. All right. Anything else to talk about with that Toronto game? Uh, no, wanna... it was great. It was really fun. It was, it was a game sure. that like being in the stadium, um, it felt like more than 2000 people there, to, you know, 2,700 or whatever. Um, but it felt cool. And it was a game that I didn't want to end and which usually where it's like in a game against a big team, a big opponent. And like, once you get the lead, you're just like watching the clock and waiting for the final whistle. This one was like, obviously we we're up by so much and playing so well that I just didn't want to end. And it was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, Cool, man. Yeah, I watched with Doopy Sister, and uh, yeah, we had fun watching that one. Nice. Um, all right, so last night, Chicago came to town. Uh, 
Shout out to CJ, CJ Sapong. Um, heard he him he got to take his daughter home from the hospital. That was on the broadcast. That was cool to hear. Nice. Um, yeah. Congrats to him, another loyal listener. I'll text him uh, the next time he doesn't play. Uh, <laughs> um, but the biggest thing, I, I feel like the biggest thing that came out of this goal that was all the talk today uh, and on their Facebook posts from the union, um, hundreds of comments of people commenting about this specific thing. It was the terrible, as you put it in here, terrible people yelled terrible things. Um, oh, I read that wrong, but terrible people yelled bad things. And so shout out to the young lady who recorded fans who got tickets and were in the stands yelling terribly inappropriate things. Um, but dude, it's 2020. Uh, fix your brains, basically. Yeah. Reprogram yourself. Get that out of your thing and get out of Subaru Park, which I guess the union are taking care of. Um, and props to the union, you know, like within 12 hours, they've got a statement and they're looking for to uh, ban these fans. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that they're acting on it so quickly and swiftly and just planning to ban them permanently, which is right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's cause it's, it's just gross. Like we don't need, like even like a team, a team this with all these players and even Curtin's been very vocal about, you know, if like, yeah, it was in one of Curtin's press conferences. Like if you basically, I'm going to, you know, paraphrase, but if you said like, if you're racist, if you're homophobic, transphobic, anything like you don't, you don't belong in a stadium. And that was weeks ago. And, and like, obviously that's referring to these kind of people yelling, yelling these things. And it's, it's frustrating to hear. And it's, yeah, like I, I, I mean, no one, no one deserves to hear those things, and you know, and, and it's and it's bad for everyone involved, like anyone around them or and the union and, and, as an organization to like hear that in their stadium, and you know, hopefully they're able to identify and and punish these people because it's yeah, it's just gross and and frustrating because it's it was such a relatively positive night for the way it ended up that this being the the talking point is 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 tough and it's just. You know, we're just tired of dealing with bad people. With, yeah. And it just is no, no, oh. no, no point, no use for them or you know, no place for them. Yeah. I usually try to avoid comment section. Well, I tell myself to avoid comment <laughs> section, but for this, I decided to hop in and kind of see it. It, it was like an uplifting um, time of reading comments of everyone just like bashing them, throwing them. And that's, that, that was like good to see that like, we're like all come together and be like, yo, get that crap out of here. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is kind of a side note, but kind of related. Uh, yesterday was Superhero Day at school, and I wore um, the the MLS Black Lives Matter shirt and uh, Philadelphia Union Pride headband on my head. And it was just like really well received by these young kids. And so it was like, it was cool to have them all being like, yeah. Uh, and I had like kids who I hadn't heard from, be it, you know, I'm on screen. Uh, virtual with them and they're like coming on with their mics like can I just say I really love it thank you so much for wearing that and it was like cool um because I was like a little nervous not really sure how it was going to be received because it wasn't exactly what uh you know what they say superhero day or thing is superman spider-man um that's what they think but uh yeah the, so the kids were really like woke I don't know if I'm allowed to say that as an old dude but uh they were really woke to stuff and they were excited to see that because they were all they're all i mean they're woke they're woke okay okay so, no, that's cool but, but yeah yeah so i thought i, was, I was kind of thought it was cool that like the the future future is good hopefully 
Um, let's talk about soccer. No, no, no. We can't talk about soccer. We got to talk about COVID. Okay. Uh, yeah. This came out. This is this was wild, man. Came out like right before the game. Um, the COVID test, and then then the most exciting thing after you hear that some player tested for COVID is uh, let me see who's playing tonight. Right. And it couldn't have been more obvious who who it was because it's our it's who I think is our best player right now is not in the game, not on the bench. Mr. Martinez coming from uh, international duty. Um, who knows where he got it? You yeah, know, it, I mean, I, I see, it seems like he would have gotten it. From, sorry, it seemed like he would have gotten it in PA from the timing. But so, like, obviously, you know, we understand we can get any time. So it's not like he was because of that. But uh, so it, it is frustrating, and uh, yeah, good good to hear that it's he's asymptomatic and and it's not that serious. And hopefully, he can recover without any symptoms coming up and it's going to go smoothly and he's able to return to health, uh, right. you know, right. get, you know, negative tests as, as soon as possible. And, and then we can, you know, then he can get to soccer, but his, you know, his health is more important, but yeah, that was, that's, that's tough. And, you know, man, what a year he's having, like he's had this, has this like breakout season with his new team, you know, getting a lot more spotlight because it's like a bigger league. And then he gets a national call up doesn't get to play and then comes back and then then gets COVID and then like in the, right in the crucial time of this this season so man up and down season with for him but hopefully you can rally back and you know get back into the season or playoffs I guess yeah so I will say yeah so I'm gonna try to spin it the best I can um, the Union don't finish seasons strong uh, and I mean it's you know anyone who's a Union fan knows that you know, October hits and they kind of crap out for the last few games then hit the playoffs. And last year we won a playoff game. That was cool. Um, but that, that's kind of the outlier. So our, our MVP goes down for a few weeks. I think that's going to be another. And then also Blake, we'll get to um, Blake getting hurt. So now you've got two of our MB, MVPs going down. Is that not the rallying call that players need right there? Like, Hey guys, Martinez is out. We need someone to bring energy, and they're all gonna bring energy, and they're gonna finish these last. Um, gosh, only two games left in the season. Oh, holy smokes! Um, these last couple games strong because they don't have a choice. They have to. They cannot rely on anyone else to cover for behind behind them. They can't um, rely on Martinez cleaning up mistakes. They can't rely on Blake cleaning up mistakes. They have to have to rally and finish up these last two games strong. So I know it stinks, but it's going to be the impetus that the team needs to finish the season strong. Um, but they, they didn't want to do that last night. Last night, they actually played like crap. So uh, other than last <laughs> night, they just weren't ready. They weren't ready. They didn't hear my speech. So, okay. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say, I don't know if I'd buy that. I think the playing for a shield and or and then MLS Cup is enough motivation. I don't know if that, that kind of adversity, like losing big time players, is a, a rallying call because th this team it seems to be motivated no matter what. Um, and Curran is is good at, at doing that. But I, I, I get it. I, I like the spin. Um. Okay. Yeah. You do like it. Um. <laughs> all right. So last night I got to say the Union got lucky. I think the PK was a good call. I, I was so down here in VA. We had the uh, Chicago broadcast team, which included my boy Tony Me Ola, Tony Miola. 
Coca-Cola. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I say it like that. Oh and they, they, they thought the PK was they thought the PK was not a great call. They thought it was really soft. They thought his hand was um too close to or close to his body and the play the ball was like kicked from close a close distance so he didn't have time to move his hand. I thought it was the right call. I uh, am I you you agree, right? You're yeah, I, I mean yeah, I got the union broadcast so maybe there's obviously some bias there but they didn't say anything and I, I didn't I I don't yeah I think it was pretty clear like his hand was directly hit and it impacted the the flight of the ball so like I think that's pretty obvious like it's I don't know, yeah, that was that that was the non-controversial call that was of, of the night uh, compared to like the red card so uh, yeah, I, I didn't really see that yeah and and so Poor Ray, man. Ray Gaddis creates that PK, but because Casper's uh, such a terrible player right now, um, <laughs> according to my according to my analysis oh, ten boy. minutes ago, um, he gets to take the PK. But that's that should have been Ray, man. Let Ray take it. Oh, although that's all I was hoping for in Toronto. I was like, dude, we got to get a PK against Toronto. Let Ray take it. Yeah. Um, wasn't to be. The man is destined to score the game-winning goal in MLS Cup. <laughs> How? Can you, can you, can you, sorry, the story's already written. I can't, I can't spoil it. Okay. Um, so then that red card, man, I, so I saw the ref reach for his back pocket. I was like, oh, okay, he's reaching for a red. And then I saw the replay and I was like, oh no, it must've been a yellow. And then on the broadcast, they were like, wait, I think it was a red. And I was like, well, yeah, he reached for his back pocket, but that flat, that foul did not look like a red card. And then I, I don't know what the Philly broadcast was, but the the Chicago broadcast was they talked about the red card for like the next ten minutes, like and and I and I understand because I thought it was very soft. I think we got very lucky. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I I I think it was pretty lucky. I see a little bit because it was kind. It was a little more directly, like like it's like studs to the back of the ankle, like. First of all, that's got to hurt so badly. I don't know how the way people walk after that. It looked like it hurt, but, like, the aggression wasn't, like, exactly, like, as hard as, like, a, you know, a bad slide back or whatever. But I think just because it was, you know, like, so, you know, the, the timing of the of the stepping on the back of his of his ankles was so, like, you know, direct that it, it made it look maybe a little harsh. So I, I could see in the moment the ref saying that. But, yeah, like, I thought maybe, like, go to VAR and he could bring it back or something, but – yeah, we got lucky, and that that was that was pretty huge. I mean, it, it didn't um, super impact Chicago's play. They, you know, they played pretty well before that happened, and seemed to like play just as good, if not better, with after it. So, it, they still made for a really really tough game, which was a little frustrating as a Union fan, being because yeah. we should, you know, a, you know, a team way below us, and we're up a man, we should be able to handle them pretty easily in our own building. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their goal, I think that was a shame because Blake's initial save was fantastic. And it's tough to show that highlight without including the goal being scored on him because um, that, that was a that was a great save that he made across and sticking that hand out there. It's like, yes. And then they just score right, like two seconds later. It's like, oh, now I can't watch that replay of that save because I know what's coming next. Right. Um, but yeah, so so then I after that I had to go to my own soccer game. Um so I'm like calling for subs so I can run over to check my phone and uh Burke 
Corey Burke, how awesome is that? That must have been great to watch to see him score. How yeah. cool! How oh. cool is that? Yeah, it's great. It was, and it was a good build up. Like Aronson brought it out to to Mbezo and he said he set it up perfectly for Burke. And there was some questionable marking on Chicago's end for that goal, but uh, yeah, it was so good to see Corey Burke back. And just seeing him get him on the field was exciting. And even you know, obviously, he got into Toronto game and that was really cool. And, and games before, but um. It, it, yeah, it, it was great to see him score and, and such a important goal to to, to lock up the win. And so yeah, I I hope we see him start more because I don't know he 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 is he can be able to create some chances like he even when he w- wasn't or sorry even in in like the Reds game and kind of the Toronto game like he was creating chances and he's he's like picking it up pretty quickly with the with the team and I don't know I like seeing him out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you had to put him over Casper, choose him or Casper right now. They both have one goal in the past game. Uh, who are you picking? I'm just kidding. I'm just picking. <laughs> I don't, uh, actually, I don't know. Like, it, it is nice. Like, I don't know how Hit Burke and Casper could would pair up. Like, that'd be in, kind of interesting because I I like Santos as a sub too, because yeah. he the way he his play the his speed against tired defenders is 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 pretty good. So. I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, Burke is a, is a pretty good sub too because he he has some energy and everything getting get, coming off the benches that's useful. So I maybe it's maybe it's fine just keeping him as a sub for now. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, but to, to move it on though, let's another pretty disappointing or sad um point of this of this game was Blake, and he played fine, but it was his injury, so he got like his hand got like hit the post and maybe got caught up in the net um, late in the game and really messed up his hand. He seemed to be like, even right after he was really in pain, it looked like, and it just didn't seem to go away and he had to get subbed out, which is uh, not, not something you ever, ever want to see, uh, especially like with a guy right. that's, it's never, never a good sign, except for the one time when you're subbing in John McCarthy in US Open Cup. That's only, only time it's a tactical decision, but yeah. So that I really uh, we haven't heard anything yet, and it's uh, Thursday night about what the injury is or how serious it is. But you know, Curtin said after after the game that he didn't, you know, didn't didn't seem to be uh, didn't seem to look good, and I didn't give much details. But it's that that'd be a pretty big blow, and okay, because Blake. Yeah, I saw on Instagram the other keepers wishing him. Uh... Hope he feels better. Good luck. Uh, so, it's like, oh boy, that's I don't know, not good. But it's all right. So we got we got Bendik in the game, but really our best backup keeper is the man we keep talking about on this podcast. We've mentioned him many times, Mr. Andrew Vooten. Oh man, that Dude, that was the it, I saw, good. Uh, sorry, sorry, like it looked like it was already in the net. Like I, I was already like pissed off that we blew this game when that, when that play happened and. It was incredible that I don't even know, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, so I I grabbed my phone. I like see that highlight. I'll be honest, I had no idea. Who, I was like, who is this that just saved this goal? I'm, I'm going through all of our defenders. I'm like, the hair looks like Colin, but it's obviously not <laughs> Colin. So I was like, who? And I was like, holy smokes, that was Andrew Vooten who did that. Like, okay, so, um. He, 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 and I was kind of going to save this, but he might be my union best for the week. 
not because of all around performances, but because he's probably on his way out. There's no reason to keep him at this point. Um, but I, I don't know was, Oh yeah, I guess his contract actually is for another year or two or six or something. <laughs> um, so I guess he'll be around, but like, that was his moment right there. It, it kind of reminded me of Jay Simpson scoring his two goals against Kansas city. It was like, right. You're not, you're not a, part of this team's future but it's the end of the season and boom you helped us in a major way to get us past kansas city that was was that just last year or was that two years ago regardless uh, i don't know yeah, okay, so, yeah it, doesn't, it doesn't matter uh but but yeah so i thought man this is this is vooten's time this this is his moment this is his highlight with the union he hasn't scored any goals that's fine uh other than the mls is back we'll tap in and this is it and so Congrats, Andrew Vooten, on your moment. You helped out the union in a major way to help us get a little bit closer to that supporter shield, even if that's all you did. <laughs> yeah, it's still, yeah, it's huge. So do you want to, to go into the union best union worth, do you want to lock him in as your union best from, from this? Uh, you know what? After that, I don't think I can do anything but him for my union best. Andrew Vooten, congratulations. Nice. This is your time. This is your time. Um Yes. All right, Luke, who's your union best for the week? Okay. Um, I kind of want to go Kai Wagner. And I, 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 we can go so many places, but I, I think we didn't talk about him enough. I know we did a little bit, but I think just his his, his play is so – he's so good. And obviously he set up a lot of goals in the first – in the Toronto game. But just having him back there makes it feel – it feels way more comfortable about a back line that I already felt great about. Like he's just a, a another level. So I, I want to say he's a union best because I would, I wanted to say, I don't know, Santos, but he didn't have as much of an impact in the Chicago game and we could really use them. And then I wanted, then I also could have wanted to say Martinez or Montero, but they didn't play in that game. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with Wagner. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All right. So now it brings us to union worst or the worst week. Um, Part of me wants to say font the font man Fontana because mm. he didn't score. Uh, yeah, but I really watch him dribble. I think he he adds value, um, and that that might be against the uh, Doopy Dad's thoughts. Um, but uh, I this is going to be a little bit of a cop out, okay? But I'm going to go with Martinez. It's it's a shame. I and it's really I don't know if it's out of his hands or not, but to get COVID right now, that's that's the worst. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I I didn't expect. That. Yeah, I I I want I I would go with Fontana though, because I after we talked about just two games right there, and he didn't even come to mind. And, and oh, yeah. so that's that was tough. And yeah. he was the number ten in both those games, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, that was, that was tough because you know also in a in a game with five goals, he's he's a guy that could just score goals, and that's kind of why he's out there and. You know, we talked about it with Casper, but he didn't. He didn't do anything. So I don't know. Was, I wish he wish he did more. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. All right, cool, good. Uh, good half the show. Gosh, we get to talk for another half an hour. How about that? <laughs> all right, guys, come after the come back after the break. We're gonna talk supporter shield and all a bunch of other stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're funny. Oh, that's that's a way to go to a break right there. <laughs> hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. AJ and Luke here ready to talk about the Supporter Shield. 
Luke, supporter shield is so close. What are your thoughts? All right. Um, it's it's crazy. Okay, I, I'm gonna ignore your weird little intro, but <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's crazy. We're a win away from winning a trophy, and that we, is crazy. It's, and like not only uh, not only that, but we have like two chances, right? Yeah. So we just have to win a game, and we have two chances to do it. It's not like supporters or what, what uh, U.S. Open Cup, where it's like one and done. Like we gotta win this game, but it's like we could blow Columbus and then beat New England. And we'd win, we'd have supporter shield. Yeah, that's that's sick. that is awesome. Yeah, it's so cool, and it's like it's, and it's like I don't know, like it, there's obviously going to be discussion of you know asterisk with this you know schedule and everything, but like it's an crazy amazing accomplishment. Like the supporter shield is like the t- like it's the toughest trophy to win. I, obviously, like Champions League, but we're not going to count that because no one's won that. But because it's yeah, like a I full season, very tough. What? So it's Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> Never mind. Go on. Come on, man. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Dang it. You ruined my thought process. Uh, but yeah, Supporter Shield, it's like, you know, obviously it's a whole season and, it, and it's like, it means, it like means we're like the best team of the season. Like it's, it's, it's not just like a, a hot team that wins and it goes into playoffs and wins a couple games. Like, you know, Seattle has done a lot of times they like kind of blow their first half of the season and then like get hot and then ride into the playoffs. But like this shows that we're like consistently like a top, top team and like a top tier team. And obviously we want MLS Cup and that's like the big one. But this, this, this supporter shield and I'm glad they brought back the supporter shield this year because it's deserved and it's, it's, it's a really cool one. And I'm excited that we're so close. It's crazy. It still feels unreal. Yeah, I, I actually just saw an updated tweet from the Supporter Shield Foundation. They said since the union are about to win it, they're actually going to take it away this year. So, um, bummer, bummer, yeah, man. That's fair. And we 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 said we said as soon as they took that award away, the union were about to win it. And so, but I guess I guess they changed their minds and they said it's okay if the union do something good. And so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can still do it. We were helped last night because uh, Toronto lost that was a nice little that, that was a gift man but i mean nyc is no joke i guess um I, and and it would be so great just the way the union have done it and i know uh people are outside of the union organization and union fans are also rooting for the union just because we built the team the right way as far as there's like some with the mls 22 under 22 um, shout out to Mark and Brendan for being top three in both for both of them. Um, but the union, they put out a stat for like how many minutes teams are providing for players under 22 and the top team. Did you see it? Do you want to know who the top team who has the most minutes? It's like the highest percentage of their team's minutes I, were played by 22 under 22. Uh, I might do the Dallas or Red Bull. Right? Nope. LAFC. Oh. LAFC mm-hmm. has had 24% of their um, minutes played this year by players who are under 22 years old, which is crazy. Like yeah. LAFC, like a good. We're second. We're at 23%. About 23% of our minutes have been played by players under 22. Um, so just the fact that like that's that's a big part of how our team's been built along with obviously the other pieces and the fact that we could win a supporter shield 
um like if that all comes true all comes to and all like that's great for guys like brendan and mark like you can go to europe feeling like you you really left the union the right way you left us with with some uh silverware hopefully more than one thing hopefully a shield and an mls cup but uh between yeah like with all these circumstances like all the all the crap going on and and now we might be on our backup goalkeeper and without martinez for i guess basically the remainder of the season trying to find another three points that's it, it's big man it's big and uh yeah obviously obviously mls cup is is the overall goal but supporter shield man that, that's sick that's like crazy to even think about like it's always kind of been like I don't want to say mythical, but in a way, in a way, I, I would say it's mythical because like in America, we're all about playoffs and championships. And so the supporter shield always is just kind of like a mythical thing. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like some team won the supporter shield. It wasn't us. It's never us. Like we don't win anything. Um, but now it's like, oh, wait, we're, we're about to win this. And this is actually like really cool. Yeah, I, it, I, I agree. Like it always felt like an unreachable one because because of the way the playoffs are like you could just get hot and like get lucky kind of get lucky mm-hmm. and ride into the MLS Cup and then you know you could win that and it but the sport of shield it's like it's such a bigger you know run like it's a whole season like it's 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 it only goes down to like the top top teams and we've never felt like we were one of those teams so now not only do we feel like we're one of those teams, like we're we're the front runner. We're like this is in our control. Like it, it's it, it feels crazy. Like, I, I, yeah, I I didn't expect the union to like do it. Like get to this point like this quickly. Like we we thought like yeah we're gonna make the playoffs. We're a good team. Like you know maybe we can make a run there and you know get lucky. But being just getting this kind of consistency this in this kind of season with with you know players like like homegrowns and like relying on homegrowns it's just it's such an incredible amazing accomplishment and it's just so exciting to be fans of this team for like all, like so many reasons this year it's so cool yeah it's a sexy season man it's sexy season <laughs> um best t-shirts ever made uh, um <laughs> no, I forgot, no, I don't know what i was gonna say um oh yeah yeah. so i'm curious to see what our predictions were at the beginning of the year because our our podcast kind of is uh always very positive very looking at the brightest parts um and and thinking we can always win i wonder if either of us thought this was an actual possibility even as like the most optimistic fans out there did either of us think this was a possibility you know six months ago i mean we obviously knew I mean, I called it global pandemic and season being stopped. All I, I think I go episode uh, 54 for that, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wonder if either of us would have mentioned Supporter Shield. I, I doubt it, yeah. but if anyone was dumb enough to make it, I would have. that would have been me, I'll just say. No, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think we would have jokingly said we were going to win the MLS Cup and, like, think that, could, that there's a chance there because – it's playoffs, but yeah, I don't think that that was, this was something that wasn't even on our radar. And yeah. I, I think I remember saying, I wanted us to finish maybe like third in the East. That was my like, yeah, my optimistic like, goal. That was like, 
I feel like that was everyone's kind of like, all right, like, yeah, we're, we're like a good team. So like, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably finish third. Like we're not great. And like, like we were good. fine with that. Like that'd be like, that's, yeah, that sounds like, good. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Oh, third place, man. That's great. Like go to the Olympics, finish third, you know, wear that medal home. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's not, it's not here yet. I just remind you, union players are listening. We need three more points. Get that win. Yeah. Get that win on ABC, ABC, 3.30 on Sunday. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into some some more news that came up this week um, with international call-ups um, being kind of right around the corner. Uh, and the, the recent, maybe semi-recent uh, current press conference brought up that, like, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be affected by this. And we obviously dealt with this scenario with Martinez and the drama that came with that. But now there are reports that um, Jamaica wants to call up Blake and Burke. And obviously that was before Blake's injury and not sure where that all stands now there. Um, but then... Yeah, so do they get Bendik? Do we have to send Bendik? <laughs> maybe. Um, but then uh, I think it was Tannehill reported that it's most, uh, Montero is going to get... Um, uh, his country, Cape Verde, has, has some um, Af- uh, African Nations Cup. What's what's the what's that called? They're, they're qualifying for their the uh, tournament in Africa, so they're they you know they want him, and then possibly even maybe like I don't know people probably maybe like Glesnes could could get called up to Norway. Um, so there's gonna be if if that all happens and. Uh, like that would be huge. That that's that's gonna be a lot of guys missing. Um, so like it, it the timing's really weird because the uh the the FIFA window is the 11th to the 19th, and then the playoffs start the 20th. And we will most likely end up being one of the, at least first two seeds, so we would have a a buy that first round. But because of the COVID protocols being now that it's it's a nine day um quarantine that the players that come back from these call-ups will have to go under we still would i think we just have to admit they'd have to miss the first game of their their run so that's crazy that's a huge blow with a lot of these guys let's just like imagine all of those five so blake burke martinez montero glesness are all out so you're looking at blake martinez montero glesness four starters can we make an 11 with without them so you got bendick you put elliot in for glesness um you hope creval is back to fill in for martinez right uh you slide aronson back and you throw fontana in so like it's doable if creval's out can you imagine this check this out so elliot has to play center back what if uh sexy season gets gets a playoff start doesn't play all season <laughs> how fun would that be i mean they wouldn't do that they'd throw bedoya back there and put el Cino on the right but or, or they'd bring colin be... in and, and put elliot up there the before before oh yeah before, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. Gets in. so it's it's i don't think that'll happen but yeah man it it really sure. stretches our our depth because we've been fortunate enough that we haven't dealt with a lot of serious like a lot of serious injuries like obviously crawl and there's like a couple like more minor ones i guess compared to some other teams and then but it'd be very, very union to be like, yeah, we've been healthy all season, and then we have to patch together a lineup because yeah. of international duty. And who would we end up playing? We'd play like Nashville or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know who our first uh, 
it'd be like yeah it's between like nashville maybe montreal or um miami or like then potentially like it could be um I don't know if like the Reds fall down or the Red Bulls like drop down, but it's most likely like one of those first three teams. Oh, obviously we're playing the Revs because <laughs> we're gonna have to play them like six time. That would be the six that'd be so crazy. And we'd probably at that point you just might as well make it a best of seven. I mean, just you know, the you just gotta do it. Everyone's like having slumber parties, you know each other. Um what if all right, speaking of playing the Revs, uh how uh, so Everybody get ready. Just close your ears if you don't want to hear a terrible scenario. But here you go. Ready? What if we lose at Columbus on Sunday? Toronto wins. So they're at 44. We're both at 44. And we play the Revs and lose to them. And Toronto takes the shield. Like, how bad would that be? That'd be terrible. Um, it's funny how, like, a minute ago you talked about us being the most optimistic Union fans. Yeah, no. I, yeah, and I, like, thought about this before because I'm like, oh, I'm coming – I'm coming up for that Revs game. I'm pumped, but like, I've already seen them play the Revs four times, and now that's like the game I'm coming up to. But I was like, that might be the last time I get to see, you know, Union play for a while. Uh, who knows if I'll get up to a playoff game? Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, I, I, I was just playing worst case scenario in my head. It's a fun game to play. It is fun. Um, we all we all play. It. <laughs> um, Anything else about international college? I think we talked about that enough. Yeah, no, just something noteworthy to cover. Uh, yeah, next would be they announced the playoffs um, kind of requirements, I guess you call it. Um, it. It's not going to affect us as much, most likely, um, because uh, so the playoffs are now going to be run by, or seeding is going to be by point per game, not uh, total points, because of all the... Um, Rescheduled or postponed games like mainly like Colorado and then like Salt Lake, I guess. Um, and like those games, just they're just not enough time to make up those games, so a lot of the Western Conference teams aren't going to have the same amount of games played. So it playoffs are going to be a bunch of uh, or based off of point per game, which is weird. And the only so way it to really affects our, our opponent that's where it comes down to. So, like, are we playing Montreal? Are we playing New England? Are we playing Chicago? I don't know. But I mean, like for, in the East, it should it shouldn't it should be traditionally the same points because all the Eastern teams should be able to. I, I'm pretty sure are all going to have the same amount of games, and it's more of a Western gotcha. problem. Okay. But it was the only only thing would be like the weird scenario if Seattle wins out and we don't, and then it's like the points per game gets really close, um, and then like they could jump up. But if we win, you know, if we win a game, then it, that's it's unreachable, even in points per game for Seattle. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Also, a cool thing is we have the best uh, goal differential in the league, which is just just wild, too. Yeah. Um, so MLS released a list of award nominees, postseason award nominees. It's cool to see the union up there. But the big question is, do they actually have an MVP candidate? So Blake and McKenzie were on the MVP ballot as nominees. But... Um, I know Extra Time Radio talked about this. I haven't listened yet, but uh, I, I saw Ray Gaddis was on Extra Time Radio. Um, so I'll be sure to text our guys, Matt Doyle and Caitlin Carr and all those guys. So I'll know. Well, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what is what you saying? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, but like the conversation is, so we could have a supporter shield winning team potentially, you know, if we pull that off. 
but do we have an MVP candidate? The only uh, nominees were officially Blake and McKenzie. Can a goalkeeper or defender win it if there's a year to do it? Maybe it's this year. Do I think they will? Probably not. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think Blake would be the the, the best chance. That, I mean, I, well, out of the union, I don't know if they, a goalkeeper could would have the best chance to win MVP, but I think he's the most standout player from this season. Um, but I mean, I don't like I don't know how much this injury missing you know, last couple of games could affect that if if that's the case. But I, I don't know. I I like that Mark McKenzie's in there. Like I think if I was gonna say who's the union's best player like this whole year, like I don't. If it was if you want the best player, I would say McKenzie, most valuable. That's I, I you know it's kind of could be a different argument. Um, and you you know I could see Martinez or whatever being a most valuable, but I think best mm-hmm. player I would. I could I could I could see McKenzie being being in there with with Blake. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I would also make a shout for like Wagner as far as valuable to the team, but but he missed so much time with injury and stuff. Whereas McKenzie, he's has he missed a minute? I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't I can't I don't think so of any. Yeah, and um, maybe Matt will text us tomorrow saying if he has or not, but like, I don't think he has. Um, he was also in the running for young player of the year, new award. Uh, I thought that was a cool award. It felt like, like they made that for union specific because right. you got Brendan Aaron, Mark McKenzie, both for those. And we and will never have the, a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never win rookie of the year. Um, well, he's coming second, but then I saw like someone rank, put out their rankings for young player of the year. And, uh, Rossi was tops. I was like, okay. Yeah, he's going to win Golden Boot, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Goalkeeper of the year, of course, Blake is up there. Uh, a good shot at that. Defender of the year, they had uh, Glesnus and McKenzie on the list. I would love to see McKenzie win. Um, I mean, obviously MVP would be cool, but I'd love to see McKenzie winning Defender of the Year. I mean, that's that's some good company. You got like the Icarparas, uh, I don't know what, like Zimmerman's, Aaron Long's, those kinds of guys in there, and you throw Mark McKenzie in that group, that's a good group. Um, newcomer of the year though, I think, uh, and, and there's obviously a handful of guys that's in every category, but Martinez, man, I think he's got a great shot at newcomer of the year. Um, yeah, I think so too. And I, and I feel like he's getting somewhat of the recognition to be able to like compete for that because like the, like the MLSsoccer.com guys have been like having, or like talking about him as if like saying he's arguably the best center or defensive midfielder this year and that's you know that's tough to beat when there's like you got guys like Chara you know in in this league so I I, yeah I think that that, I can't think of any I feel like they're just going to get him giving to Iguain for some reason but I can't because they always you know do that but I can't think of any like standout newcomers from this year like uh that led the you know league on fire all right I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who who he's up against, who I think will uh, win. Um, I don't think he'll win, but Cubo from Cincinnati is a decent player. Um, I know who I'm going to say is going to win, but uh, Piatti in Toronto, Polito in mm. Kansas City, Wanyama oh, yeah. uh, in Montreal. But the big one is uh, Zella, like Zella Ryan oh, okay. from Columbus. Yeah, that's true. That, that's what, that's who I assume was going to win, but um, just just because positioning, playing a ten compared to a six, you're going to be a little more attractive, a little shinier of a diamond. But 
Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. he's so good, so I could. That's probably fair. Yeah, humanitarian of the year. Um, of course, Craval's up there. I think he's got a good shot. At that just just based on his works, but then I think um, coach of the year, Jim Curtin. Like, it's tough to vote against him right now. Yeah, I know. I know there would be outs for uh, the dude in Orlando, Freya, and. Um, I'm sure there's some others out there, but I think I think Curtin has a great shot. Yeah, I think if we win the Shield, I think it has to be Curtin because he got us our first trophy. And yeah, but I I, I agree. Like Parade probably was his main competition because he's got Orlando into the playoffs for the first time in their career, which is pretty crazy. Um, and they obviously are really good too. But I think I think Curtin could lock that down this weekend with a win too. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Um, for Jim Curtin to be out, Thierry Henry, like <laughs> it's like funny. Like the coach of the year ballot's pretty much like everyone except for the LA Galaxy coach. Right, it's not not their coach anymore. Um, I'm sure there's maybe one or two more missing. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, so it's just I don't know. It's fun to see Union players having shots at winning league wide wins. Um. Dude, let's let's uh let's wrap it up with a little bit of a Columbus preview. It's gonna be on NBC, 3:30 on Sunday. Um, yeah, Dad's coming down this weekend. I might see if he wants to stick around for the game. I can tell you he won't want to, but you never know. Uh, um, yes. thoughts on that game? Yeah, I mean it's obviously huge. Um, and it's really cool that it, that you know it's gonna be on national television. You got Twelman calling, it and that's pretty cool. But I I think it's just, like it feels like a more winnable game. Like Columbus was a scary team just a like feels like just a month ago they were seen like they're the best team and you know they they beat us in a in a close match but there's they they they've been a scary team this whole year and I I, I they had Nagby and Delarion were injured for a bit and I guess that you know obviously helped their or caused their their dip of form and but those guys are. Just got back recently in, in their past game, so they're they I don't know if they're gonna start or ready to start in this in this game against us, but having those guys back at lineup really it could make a difference in the way Columbus Columbus has been playing. But I mean, like the the way we are playing, obviously Chicago was a tough one, but I I mean we we should have every expectation to win this game. Yeah, it, it, I mean. You just got to get that win. We got to get those points. We got to win that shield. We just got to do it. We just have to do it, for I mean, goodness sake. How good would it feel to win it on Sunday and then and on national television in front of, you know, the whole soccer country, and then next week we're all, we're, you know, we're going to, the, you know, people are going to the game against the Revs, and it's like, I assume the trophy's going to be there. Like, we're going to, like, the, you know, we're going to just be there celebrating the fact that we won a trophy, and then the game is... You know, we already locked in first place, and everything is not much to play for. Like, uh, obviously, that you know makes maybe the game itself not as exciting, but that going in into that game, like with, with that kind of mentality, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. That would be, yeah, that would that would be absolutely sick, man. That would be cool. I mean, of course, I so I would love to see. Like, it would be also very cool to be at a. Uh, the stadium for the Sunday against the Revs, but I'm nervous about that game. It's tough to beat a team. Um, I guess that'd be our fourth time beating them in a season. Like that's a little crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah so so i'm definitely nervous about that game so i definitely want to have it wrapped up before that if we could get get the game get it all wrapped up on um sunday against columbus that would definitely be ideal and then just just relax just relax when we're there at the stadium yeah but maybe that is the game we get to finally see orbits that would can you imagine what if he like lights it up what if he yeah what if he plays <laughs> can you imagine and then he's like whoa this guy's actually like really good uh, yeah what if that game we just go crazy and like because like the refs could be a potential opponent opponent in the playoffs so maybe like you know obviously we played him a lot but like hide you know change things up and you know throw Rena off guard and put ray up top get him somehow get him a goal and you know just live it up if if columbus goes well you know you know man you might you might be onto something there you might be onto something let's do it um yeah let's do it let's do it all right so do you have an ebay find for the week okay i have one and it's it might be the worst ebay find i found really i'm like scrolling through to see if i can find anything i mean it's like the dumbest one and the most random um well maybe not that's pretty random okay so it's a it's an Easter Bunny head wall art, and it's like this like wooden like painted Easter Bunny, and it's like a couple planks of wood face on paint with the Easter Bunny face paint on it. But the Union logo is just you know put on the bunny's hat. All right, so um, one you're gonna have to send me a picture of it. Two you're gonna have to post it on Twitter because it's- that's. Sounds sounds brilliant. It's just like so dumb, and it's like it has nothing to do with soccer or the union, and they just but they just like printed the union logo on top of it, and now it's like I I don't understand what would be the purpose to buy a oh, Easter no, bunny. Oh, oh oh, this is amazing. Oh yeah, okay. So I just googled. Uh, okay, I, I sent it to you. Like, okay, but I just found a picture of it. I hope this is what you're talking. Easter bunny. It's got yeah. Okay, this is hilarious. Um, shoot, I'm buying this twice. How many do they have in stock? <laughs> oh man, they gotta buy it now. It's only thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Um, it's like yeah, pieces of two by fours with the Easter Bunny painted on it, and then there's a random two by four going horizontal too. I don't get that piece. Like, it's the hat. Yeah, but it's like, but like it. I, I don't know. That's weird, man. It's like goes across the ears and everything. It's wider than the rest of the board. Nothing about this and, makes sense or is worth talking about but and then you throw, throw the east and then you throw the uh union logo on top of the easter bunny like of course that's that's great man all right uh, i just purchased cool all right hold on my wife's coming down <laughs> all right that's great good find good find very impressive luke this might be your best one yet i love it <laughs> all right let's see so uh last time we made predictions um I don't know when this was. What do you, what's your prediction for this Columbus game? Oh man, uh, I I have to predict a win. There's there's no other option at this point. Um, of course. I'm gonna say one zero. You son of a god! That's what I was gonna say. All right, one zero. <laughs> All right, so Luke says one zero. Who's getting your goal? We lost. I gotta say cap. No, no. Okay, so we lost the game. One zero, you know, when we went there last there, last time this year. So and I'm gonna say it's Bedoya. Bedoya shows up in big games and he scores big goals and he's gonna he's gonna win the shield for us. That's my prediction. 
Nice. That wow, that would be pretty cool. That would that would be cool. I'll go I'll go two one. I'll go a Fontana brace. Okay. Another classic. And I'll go two one. Yeah, another classic. I gotta go brace. I gotta say Fontana scoring. So, uh, why would I break the tradition? All right, man. Yo, that was that was a good podcast. I know our listeners are gonna disagree to that, but I think that was fun. <laughs> talking. Um, yeah, man. All right, cool. Uh, the next time we talk to you, there's the world's gonna be so different. Um, who Oof. knows? Because election stuff and more importantly union could potentially be shield winners and everyone's on the edge of their seat because of that so ladies and gentlemen keep wearing a mask go out and vote and keep being good people